0: We thank you for listening. Welcome to a new season of the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. This season, titled Border Trails, we dive into stories of American Greek, from the healthcare industry to Wall Street. But before we dive into today's story, we'd like to remind you, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or X, whichever you call, just search True Crime Never Sleeps. And as always, check out our sponsors in the description below and consider supporting them, which in turn do help support our channel. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Our, our first episode is Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. Elizabeth Holmes emerged on the tech scene as a wonderkin, someone who is poised to revolutionize the medical industry for their company. Theranos. Her idea was simple, yet groundbreaking, to make blood testing faster, cheaper, and less invasive. She promised that with just a few drops of blood, her technology could perform hundreds of tests, from cholesterol checks to cancer detection. This concept wasn't just innovative, it was transformative. It promised to change the face of healthcare, making vital blood tests accessible to everyone, even those afraid of needles or unable to afford regular lab work. But who was Elizabeth Holmes? Born in February 1984 in Washington, D.C., Holmes was raised in a family with high expectations and an impressive lineage. Her father worked in government agencies, and her mother in congressional committees. Even as a child, Holmes exhibited a relentless drive and a keen interest in science. She spent much of her youth pursuing her interests in computer programming and showing an entrepreneurial spirit. Mom's journey to Silicon Valley stardom began at Stanford University, where she enrolled at the School of Eng- Energy, Engineering, excuse me. It was here, fueled by a passion for science and a desire to make a significant impact, that the idea for Theranos started to take shape. Inspired by a personal fear of needles and a desire to help those in need of regular blood tests, she envisioned a technology that conduct extensive tests using a, just a drop of blood or two. In pursuit of this dream, Holmes did something audacious. She dropped out of Stanford at the age of 19 and founded Theranos in 2003 with the money she had saved for education. The early days of Theranos were marked by rapid growth and a swelling of excitement. Holmes proved to be a charismatic and persuasive figure. She articulated her vision of a world transformed by her technology with such conviction that she quickly attracted a host of high-profile investors. By 2014, the company was valued at an astonishing $9 billion, and Holmes, owning half the stock, was dubbed the world's youngest self-made female billionaire. The media hailed her as a genius, a revolutionary, the next Steve Jobs. She became a symbol of innovation and success. Featured on magazine covers and invited to speak at prestigious events, the buzz was not just about Theranos' technology but also about Holmes herself, who captivated audiences with their deep voice, intense gaze, and signature black turtlenecks. But beyond this facade of success, there were rumblings of trouble. From the outside, Theranos was a beacon of innovation and progress. Inside the company, a very different story was unfolding. Employees began to whisper about dysfunctional management, toxic work culture, and most alarmingly, the possibility that the technology didn't work as promised. These internal concerns remained just whispers until October 2015, when a bombshell report by an investigative journalist from the Wall Street Journal exposed potential fraud and inaccuracies in Theranos' technology. This report marked the beginning of the end for Elizabeth Holmes and her company. It unleashed a series of investigations that revealed a startling gap between what was promised and what was delivered. The technology that was supposed to revolutionize healthcare was in reality fraught with inaccuracies and inconsistencies. What followed was a dizzying descent into legal battles, with Holmes and Theranos facing allegations of massive fraud. In this episode, we'll dive deep into Elizabeth Holmes' saga, exploring how a young entrepreneur's dream turned into one of the most notorious cases of fraud in Silicon Valley. We'll examine the allure of Holmes' vision, the fervor it ignited in the tech and medical communities, the series of events that led to her downfall. We'll look at the broader implications of this story what it says about Silicon Valley's culture of innovation at all costs, the role of media and investors in hyping up unproven technology, and the consequences when ambition overrides ethical considerations. Thank you for joining us on this journey through one of the most astonishing stories of our time. This episode is more than just a chronicle of a business scale. It's a reflection on innovation, ethics, and the fine line between ambition and deceit. So stay tuned as we dive into the rise and fall. Elizabeth Holmes, right here on the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Elizabeth Holmes' journey began with a vision that was audacious as it was innovative. After dropping out of Stanford University, armed with relentless ambition and a profound fear in needles, she founded Theranos in 2003. The company's mission was simple, yet groundbreaking. Transform blood testing into a fast, easy, and minimally invasive process potential impact of signal. such technology was enormous. Promised promise to make frequent blood testing less intimidating, and more accessible, potentially catching diseases early, and saving countless lives. Almost early days at Theranos were marked by an intense dedication to her vision. Her charisma and articulate presentations captivated everyone she met. She was not just selling a product, she was selling a future, where a single drop of blood could unveil the secrets of the human body. Making a comprehensive health check as easy as a trip to the pharmacy. Her ability to articulate this vision drew comparisons to tech titans like Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. She was seen as a prodigy, someone who could see beyond the limitations of current technology and bring about a new era in healthcare. Toronto started to grow rapidly, fueled by Holmes' vision and her ability to attract both talent and capital. By 2010, the company raised more than $90 million from venture capitalists and private investors. An indication of the confidence the market had in Holmes' vision. The company remained in stealth mode for most of its early years, shrouded in secrecy but but surrounded by an aura of expectation and excitement. Holmes was a master at controlling the narrative and the mystery only added to the allure of Theranos. Holmes' persuasive abilities extended far beyond the border. She managed to assemble a board of directors that ran like a who's who of government and industry luminaries, including former Secretary of State George Shultz and Henry Kissinger, and former Defense Secretary James Mattis. This star-studded board lent an air of legitimacy and gravitas to Theranos, further convincing investors and the public that the company was on the brink of a healthcare revolution. As Theranos began to emerge from stealth mode, Holmes became a media darling. Her compelling personal story, a young articulate woman making waves in the Male-dominated tech industry was irresistible to the press. She was featured in major publications, in her TED Talks and public appearances, drew large audiences. Almost portrayal in the media was not just as a CEO, but as a visionary set to change the world. Her signature black turtlenecks, intense gaze, and deep voice became part of her mystique. The technology she was developing, known as the Edison, promised to conduct hundreds of tests on just a few drops of blood. This was a stark contrast to traditional methods that required multiple vials of blood. The implications were staggering. Easier and more frequent testing could lead to early detection of diseases like cancer and diabetes. For patients with a fear of needles, the elderly, or those living in remote areas, this technology could be life changing. Theranos' potential began to materialize into concrete deals in 2013 the company announced a partnership with Walgreens to launch wellness centers where people could get Theranos blood tests. This deal was a significant step for the company, moving them out of the realm of theoretical and into the practical everyday lives of consumers. It seemed to validate Holmes' claims and Theranos' technology. By 2014, Theranos was valued at an astonishing $9 billion, and Elizabeth Holmes owned half the stock. She was celebrated as the world's youngest self-made female billionaire. The numbers were staggering, but so were the expectations. Theranos was no longer a startup with a dream. It was a major player in the healthcare industry, the eyes of the world upon it. As Theranos rose, so did the cult of personality around Elizabeth Holmes. She was more than a CEO. She was a symbol of what could be achieved with enough vision and determination young woman in particular looked up to her as a role model, someone who broke the glass ceiling in the tech world. She represented the idea that with enough hard work and belief in oneself, anything was possible. However, beneath the surface of this extraordinary success story, there were whispers of trouble. Former employees spoke of a culture of secrecy and fear within the company. There were rumors that the technology didn't work as promised, and that the results were not as accurate as claimed but these doubts were drowned out by the overwhelming chorus of praise for Holmes and her company. October 2015 marked the turning point for Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. As an investigative journalist with the Wall Street Journal published a groundbreaking article that cast serious doubt on Theranos's technology, the report, based on months of investigation and interviews with former employees, suggested that the Edison machines were unreliable that Theranos was using standard blood testing equipment for the majority of its tests. This revelation was seismic. It challenged the very foundation upon which Theranos was built, and upon which Holmes had staked her reputation. The article painted a picture of a company that was at best compromising and undelivering, and at worst engaging in outright deception. Elizabeth Holmes responded to the allegations with defiance. In interviews and public appearances, she vehemently denied the claims, asserting that the technology was revolutionary, that the company was being transparent with its partners and regulators. This response was characteristic of Holmes' approach, facing criticism head-on and maintaining an unwavering belief in her vision and technology. As the fallout from the report continued, regulatory agencies began to take a closer look at the company. Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services and the FDA launched investigations into the company's practices and technology. These investigations were a significant escalation in scrutiny and posed a grave threat to the company's operations and reputation. Former employees of Theranos began to come forward painting a picture of a company culture steeped in secrecy and fear. They described an environment where dissent was not tolerated and employees were pressured to deliver results. That matched Holmes' public assertions, regardless of the scientific realities. This culture, as described by ex-employees, was a significant factor in how the problems at Theranos were allowed to proliferate unchecked. Theranos' business partners, including Walgreens and Safeway, started to feel the heat. With the credibility of the company's technology in question, these companies found themselves in a precarious position. They had invested heavily in the partnership, both financially and in terms of reputations. The possibility that they had been misled was not just a business problem, it was a potential PR disaster. Since 2016 dawned, Theranos was in a full-blown crisis. The narrative had shifted from one of a groundbreaking company on the verge of changing the world to a cautionary tale of hubris and deception. Theranos began to unravel at a startling pace. January, CMS released a report that found significant deficiencies in a lab in Newark, California including one that posed immediate jeopardy to patient health and safety. Despite the mounting evidence and growing criticism, Holmes continued to defend her company and its technology. She appeared at public events and on TV, re- re- uh, excuse me, reiterating her belief in Theranos and its mission. However, her arguments were becoming increasingly difficult to reconcile with reports and investigations that were piling up. The media, once one of Holmes' most powerful allies, turned on Theranos. The narrative shifted from um, praising Holmes as a visionary to questioning her ethics and integrity. Documentaries, articles, and books delved into the details of Theranos' rise and fall, often portraying Holmes as a figure who let her ambition cloud her judgment, leading her to make ethically dubious decisions. By mid-2016, the dream that Holmes had sold to the world was unraveling. Innovative technology that was supposed to revolutionize healthcare was revealed to be flawed and unreliable. The partnerships with Walgreens and other companies crumbled. Brownos began to retract its blood tests and void two years of test results. The mighty empire that Holmes had built was coming apart at the seams. The scandal was more than just the downfall of a single company and its charismatic leader. It was a moment of reckoning for Silicon Valley and its culture of fake it till you make it. The story raised serious questions about the ethics of startup culture, where the pressure to deliver groundbreaking technology often blurs the lines of what is scientifically and morally acceptable. Elizabeth's home story is a complex one. On the one hand, she was a young entrepreneur driven by a desire to make a positive impact on the world. On the other, she became the face of one of the most significant frauds in the tech industry. Her story forces us to confront difficult questions about leadership integrity, and a fine line between vision and deception. The unraveling of Theranos began in earnest following the series of exposés and regulatory investigations. The company, once valued at $9 billion and hailed as a revolutionary force in healthcare, was now facing an existential crisis. The technology that Elizabeth had so passionately championed was revealed to be deeply flawed, and the company she built was crumbling under the weight of scrutiny and scandal. The legal consequences for the company and Holmes were swift and severe. In 2018, the SEC charged Holmes and former Toronto's president, Ramesh Balwani, with massive fraud. The SEC accused them of an elaborate years-long scheme in which they exaggerated or made false statements about the company's technology, business, and financial performance. As part of a settlement with the SEC, Holmes agreed to pay a $500,000 fine, return 18.9 million shares of Toronto's stock, relinquish her voting control of the company, and be banned from serving as an officer or director of a public company for 10 years. However, this was just the beginning. In June 2018, a federal grand jury indicted Holmes, <clears throat> excuse me, and Balwani on multiple counts of wire fraud and conspiracy to commit wire fraud. They were accused of engaging in a multimillion dollar scheme to defraud investors, as well as a separate scheme to defraud doctors and patients. The trial, which began in August 2021, captivated public attention. Prosecutors presented a mountain of evidence, including internal emails, business records, and the testimonies of former employees and patients who had been affected by Theranos' faulty tests. Throughout her trial, Elizabeth Holmes maintained her innocence. Her defense team argued that she was a well-intentioned entrepreneur who made mistakes but did not commit fraud. They portrayed her as a visionary who was perhaps naive over optimistic, but not a criminal. The defense also suggested that Holmes was influenced and controlled by her business partner, and then and then boyfriend, Sonny Balwani framing the relationship as one aspect of her defense. Scandal had a significant impact on the health care industry, particularly in the field of diagnost- diagnostic testing. It raised important questions about the regulation of medical technology. Startups and the need for rigorous clinical testing and validation of new medical technologies. The fallout from the scandal led to calls for more stringent oversight and a reassessment of how medical innovations are brought to market. In January 2022, after a lengthy trial, Elizabeth Holmes was found guilty on four of 11 charges, including three counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. The jury found her not guilty on four other counts and deadlocked on three charges verdict was a complex one, reflecting the complicated nature of the case. Holmes' sentencing, scheduled for September twenty-second determined the final chapter of her story. Elizabeth's, Elizabeth Holmes' story is a tale of ambition, innovation, and a fall from grace. Her journey from a celebrated entrepreneur to a convicted felon is a cautionary tale about the dangers of overreach and the consequences of misrepresenting technology, especially in a field as critical as healthcare. It's a story that raises profound questions about integrity, leadership, and the fine line between bold ambition and unethical conduct. The Toronto saga leaves behind a complex legacy. On one hand, it's a story of a failed startup brought down by hubris and deception. On the other hand, it's a reminder of the importance of ethical conduct in business and the responsibility entrepreneurs have to their investors, customers, and public. Let us know your thoughts on the case we covered today in the comment section below. What were your thoughts on uh, Elizabeth Holmes and her company? Of course, if you want to support the channel, you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNS. Your support helps the channel grow, upgrade our equipment, bring a new host, be able to pay them, and hopefully one day take this show on the road. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash tcnn. Or become a patron at patreon.com slash Sleeps.